have we become too reliant on just something feeding us a destination, yes. a future, a path? I'm in this job. I'm going to be working for this many hours. Career advisors. Uh, I'm going to yeah. go on a Friday night and get pissed and go and party. I'm going to come back. I'm going to have three weeks holiday a year. Maybe save up enough to go to the Maldives next year. Everything's fine. That's one group of people that have been hit by COVID. Mm. There's another group that have been aspirational for years and spent absolutely years planning to start a business or bit, you know, get married or whatever, mm. or have a family, and then that's been turned upside down. So I think we all map things out differently. It's how we go back and navigate that if the map's now missing yeah that's what we've got to deal with hello this is dr Rowe, and you are listening to the cicado show with dr Rowe and harms cicado means to seek turning points and on this show where two completely different generations tackle the most challenging topics that people are facing today the mission is to provide you with what you need in order to create a turning point in your life now. Above all else, the main reason that we chose to create these shows is because we both have a passion for helping people go through life transformation, for improving their lives, for taking their lives to a completely different level. And it's our hope, our genuine, sincere hope, that by the end of each of these episodes, you'll have gained at least one insight which you can take away and apply directly into your life. Practical tools, voices that come from both generations, younger generation with tips and tools, older generation with a sense of wisdom and experience. So you can help unlock your true potential to give you the opportunity to make changes both on a personal, professional, financial and relationship level to give you a chance to impact both your life and the lives of other people around you so we welcome you we welcome you to the cicado show before we jump into the show let me just tell you a little bit about becoming a cicado supporter now if you love what we do on the show, have gained transformational insights and positive outcomes or any small shifts which have allowed you to create turning points in your life, then please head to cicado.com and become a supporter of the show now. By supporting the show, we can continue to expand by getting you better quality production, spending more time deep diving important topics and creating more exclusive supporter perks as well as getting great guests on. And by the way, as a thank you for becoming a supporter, and depending on which supporter tier you select at cicado.com, these perks range from my weekly recipe for success emails through to audios and video courses from my 23 Steps to Success, which includes online modules on how to find your life balance, gaining confidence, improving your time management, making successful career transitions, understanding financial independence, creating a life purpose, understanding and how to manage your money, becoming a money master, understanding negotiation techniques, learning to communicate more effectively and so much more. So don't delay. It takes less than two minutes and you can become a Cicado supporter, helping to expand the show and get special perks as a thank you. Become a supporter now at Cicado.com. Let's get back to the show. Hello, it's Harms here and welcome to another episode of the Cicado Show. Today, we're going to be diving straight into it because myself and Ro are sitting in the office and we started to have a conversation which we paused and said, let's bring this to the listeners. Because what Ro in his experience has discovered over the years when coaching people is they are often coming to him to be coached for change. 
And that change almost comes from a place that I don't want to be in the scenario that I'm in now. How do I make the change to get to somewhere where I would like to be? And our sort of feeling from conversations and observations of our inner circles, but also the wider audience and the wider listener base that we have is people are in this place currently, this place of they feel like they've lost control. They may be lost in the message of what's coming to them and they therefore feel lost in their own personal life. There's job losses. There's a feeling of incredible feeling of uncertainty out there. So this is what myself and Will were talking about in the background. And we literally said, pause, let's take this onto the podcast as if I was someone in this position or feeling like this, almost as the voice of people in this current messaging or the outcome of the current messaging out there via the media in terms of I feel like I'm in a tough tricky bad space and I am feeling that the future is not certain is not going to be prosperous for myself or my family what do I do and then I'm going to ask these questions to Ro and see how can we overcome this so Ro let's bring you onto the mic say hello to the audience and what's your initial reaction when we brought this conversation offline, online. Thanks, Harms, and hello to all of you listeners. Again, thank you for joining us on the show. And you're right, I mean, Harms is spot on. We literally were sat here. And normally when we're doing a show, we have some kind of a structure to it. We have an idea of what we want to talk about and we might flesh out a few key questions. So we've got a general guide, a direction to it. But this was so free-flowing and it came about from what we're reading out in the media, social media, off the back of changing the US uh, government. Ultimately, COVID is upon us. Huge amounts of uncertainty, as Harminda just talked about there. And the general feeling is that people f- are falling into one of, sort of two or three camps. One of those camps is indifferent and they just seem to be fumbling along. Another camp is, oh, you know what? This is a great opportunity. There's change. There's a chance to create prosperity here. And then there's a what I believe to be the largest group of people that are like, what the is going on here? You know, I've lost control of my mm-hmm. life. Things that I was thinking about last year, is that even going to happen? And then we're hearing government announcements about, and even huge companies saying it's going to take us four, five, six years to recover, even close back to where we were. Yeah. Think about what the fear that puts in people's minds. So this is a conversation we need to have. I don't think it needs to be negative, but I do think we need to paint a picture initially Mm. before we then talk about a solution. So ultimately we want this to be inspirational, don't we? And a conversational flow, which could go in any direction. I'm open to you just, you know, firing whatever you need to fire. Okay, great. Let's go with it. And I think before we dive into painting the picture, we should from just a reality of what the situation is at the moment is that we totally understand and appreciate that that we're not going to be talking about specific scenarios in the sense that we understand people have been put into a crazy situation that is completely out of your control. Mm-hmm. Um, and some of these are dark, you know, people have had family members pass away because of what's been going on. People have lost businesses. People have been made unemployed. Mm. And hopefully by the end of this podcast, that larger bracket of people feel like there is a little bit of hope, a positive message mm. or some direction that they can well, let's add go to that. down. Families are becoming disparate. You know, kids are starting to lose a sense of their, their genuine sense of playfulness mm. because there's this heaviness around. I think parents are scared about that. Couples, relationships are being put under stress. And yes, some people might be getting closer. I think a lot of other people are sort of being pulled apart. I think people's evenings and time is being sucked up by social media and maybe watching TV screens, et cetera. And that 
connection with nature has been lost. So there's there's a lot of things outside the hardcore financial world that we're hearing yes, about yes. that is hitting. And, and added to that, um, a sense of uncertainty on an unconscious level and their self-worth, people's self-worth has been hit. I think their emotional stability has been hit. And I'm not trying to be negative for anyone listening to think, bloody hell, this is a dark picture. This is a global thing that's happening and mm. we're hearing this. You know, these are in the world that we live in. This is the stuff that we're seeing and hearing. Yeah, so we're hearing it in the space of on just like naturally or trained entrepreneurial people who often are almost 100% positive thinkers. There's always a solution and even they feel that heaviness that you spoke about. Yeah. And there's one word that we've sort of highlighted before the show, which was uncertainty. Mm. And I think that almost trumps everything else we've described. Can you talk into the space of, if I'm feeling uncertain, what does that lead to? What does that mean? Why is that a key word in what we're about to speak about? Yeah. And on that note, the, what Harms and I decided to do before the podcast is he's going to throw questions. We're going to go backwards and forwards, but we sort of pictured a scene where I might be talking to an audience and people mm. go, yeah, but what about this? So you're going to be the yeah, but person to some extent. Yes. Yeah? Asking the question, what, from a perspective of a young millennial or just generally anyone that's, I, I, think, do I think generally, because there's two scenarios here in the sense that it, somebody of my generation think about someone who's at university or they're going through a period of right. educating to get to a place, a career, a job that they've been so excited about. Mm. There's also the social element in university. Then you come out of universities. And before this was all going on, the reality was it was tough to get the job that you wanted anyway. You Correct. know, the work, the workplace yeah. has changed. That's that's a not an unknown fact. That was before this. That was before this. That was almost the effect of technology changing the environment. So people would come out and work for a fast food chain right. whilst they were able to apply and get the job that yeah. they needed yeah. because they didn't have any experience or whatever. So that's one bucket. Then as you go into, you know, I'm the, I'm in getting I'm in the top end of millennials, the thirties, the forties. Maybe someone like me has been on the first curve of their business. Uh, as we know, businesses can take 10, 15 years yeah. to build. We had fantastic guest Daniel Priestley on who explained like you've got to be in this for 10 years. And most business owners statistically are successful in their mid 40s. That's one of the statistics he shared with us. And based on that scenario, I may be 30. I may be so early into building my business. I'm excited. And all of a sudden, bang, boom, yeah. all, the year, all that work is, hard work is gone. I could be in a career where I was just on the brink of getting a promotion and suddenly that job vacancy has now been taken away mm -hmm. because they can't afford it. Mm. Or I've lost my place, my job in that career that mm. I've spent 10 years working towards. Yeah. So there's business, there's there's sort of the personal career, the aspirational route. And then someone who's in your generation, I imagine it's exactly the same scenarios, but now you've built your business. You thought, okay, this or is going to be a career. It's going to be a jackpot. It's going to be my retirement. I've worked decades for this all of a sudden bang your business is gone your cash yeah. flow has dried up your reserves yeah. have dried up what do you do now like yeah so these are the kind of people's scenarios that they're in so if i'm saying uncertainty i'm saying uncertainty from this situation i've worked hard to get somewhere i've got plans i've got things in my mind that i want to achieve and all of a sudden something which is out of my control was just taken that swept the exactly. rug under my feet yeah yeah which brings us right back to that question which which uh, the reason i prompted that was because i want people to realize that we're 
with the flow that's going to happen here, I might say something and knowing Harminder, he'll just throw the question straight back at me and get clarity because he'll be thinking on your behalf. But I want to kind of pin this down to the human psychology element of this. And you've heard us say this before. Maslow talked about these six human needs. But I think in this situation right now, we're in the bedrock of people's stability is certainty. And if you didn't understand what that meant before this podcast, you will afterwards. Let me give you some scenarios. You walk into a room and you can see an exit on one side of the room, you see an exit on the other side of the room. Then suddenly the lights go off, it's pitch black and somebody spins you around. All of a sudden you're disorientated. Yeah. So you don't know where the exit is and, and then you hear the sound of fire behind you and you're like, shit, what's going on? But you cannot see. Prior to that, with the lights on, even with a fire, you were certain that you could get out through those doors. You, you had clarity of where to go. You walk in to the house and you find a letter You've been married for 10 years. You find a letter on the table and it's your husband telling you that he's decided to leave you because he's met somebody else or it's your wife mm. that you happen to see when you're out away on business one time and uh, you thought she was at home and you happen to be in the same town as her and you see her and she's with another bloke. All of a sudden, total uncertainty. What's going on? Your world's turned upside down or it's that you turn up to work on a Monday morning and ask to be taken up to the boardroom, which I saw when I was in nineties, people literally coming into work on a Monday, being taken up to the boardroom and saying, I'm afraid that the company's downsizing. You got to go. Your world is turned upside down. The certainty you had literally at 901 mm. and the certainty you had at 904 when you got told this completely changed. So the message that underlies this particular podcast is when you get your life certainty taken away from you, everything goes upside down. Now, some people can deal with it really quickly. It's only a quick thing. Like, I don't know, for example, you lost your keys and you're late for a meeting. Mm. Now, before you knew, how are you going to get to the meeting? I'm going to get in a car. Your certainty is you're going to drive. It's going to take me 25 minutes to get there. Keys are missing. Shit, where are my keys? Oh my gosh, I just realized I left them at the gym. Now you're uncertain whether you're going to get to the meeting. Yeah. So my point is that as fundamental as that is, and I know there's love and connection and variety and all these things we need, you take certainty away from somebody, first thing they want to do is get stability. It's like if the floor starts moving underneath you, you're going to get to stable ground, yep. breathe, and then reset. Unfortunately, we got a moving feast at the moment. Everything underneath us is moving. Imagine yep. there's like financially, economically, health, relationships, families. People are facing the highest level of uncertainty, I think, or that we've ever experienced in my lifetime anyway. I don't think we've ever had anything quite this big. Uh, and, and I would say in my lifetime as well. So for my generation, it's the same kind of feeling where, and I think you described it, that scenario where you said we walk into a room, switch the lights off, you know, the fire starts and you just can't see what's happening. You're, yeah. you're spun around, there's no way out. That is almost akin to m most people feel comfortable, feel secure, stable, and know that they're going somewhere and they're on the right path when they can see the entire road ahead. It's like yeah. when I get into the car, I have to put the postcode at Millennial, classic Millennial, have to put the postcode <laughs> in the sat -nav I still laugh. Because I need to know start to end how long it's going to take me to get there. That's very what, true. What's the route? Yeah. And I think, you know, that was the case in the past when somebody would get the paper map out, which, which is so nostalgic and amazing. But, but in my right. day, we would kind of look at it, but we didn't keep looking at it. We'd, we'd almost in our minds map mm. it and then use our own inner compass to iron out some of those things. Whereas today... But 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 it, that scenario there, what we're saying is that I agree with that. But what we're saying is, say you're driving down the road, you <laughs> glance at the map and then the map flies out the yeah, open yeah, window. Yeah, right. Okay, yeah, yeah. That's yeah, where yeah. we're at right yeah, now. Yeah, the yeah, map's gone yeah, and now you're like... I've or got the another, navigation system's failed. Navigation yeah. system's failed. I've got another 
500 miles and driving across Europe. Okay, I don't know where to get where to go, yeah. how to get there. And I think that's where we are currently. But it, that that even you saying that is brilliant because you don't know this as ever all the listeners here. I'm just thinking, crikey, I was going to write this down. Harmenda struck a chord for another podcast, and that is: have we become too reliant on just something feeding us a destination, yes. a future, a path? I'm in this job. I'm going to be working for this many hours. Career advisors. Uh, I'm going to yeah. go on a Friday night and get pissed and go and party. I'm going to come back. I'm going to have three weeks holiday a year. Maybe save up enough to go to the Maldives next year. Everything's fine. That's one group of people that have been hit by COVID. Mm. There's another group that have been aspirational for years and spent absolutely years planning to start a business or be, you know, or get married or whatever mm. or have a family. And then that's been turned upside down. So I think we all map things out differently. It's how we go back and navigate that if the map's now fucking missing. Yeah. That's what we've got to deal with. The map is that's mi- the situation. The map is missing, that situation. And, I, and you raise another good point, which is different things will be important to different people. You know, yeah. I give, we're given some scenarios, but the loss of a job, that may be not be somebody's career, but that meant loss of income means they now had to move back in with mum and dad. They lost their independence. And it could have been that you know, they were planning to save up for something. So, mm. so often we associate the pain with the loss of the job, but it's the implications of that loss. Yes. It's the implications of my relationships breaking down or the kids are now starting to act slightly differently because unconsciously they've lost that connection with other kids and now they're starting to turn to digital media and suddenly they become obsessed with watching YouTube or whatever it is. I mean, there's a lot of things that have spawned off from this that I don't think we're going to see the repercussions on for years to come unless we can deal with it now. Agree. And 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 this impacts everybody slightly differently in, and, and we'll start to get to the questions, wrote, but I wanted just to paint a picture that you know, we're not saying or labeling anybody with this because people... There is no labeling because we're no all labeling. human beings. Because we're all human beings. We all have a need that's fundamental, but it's how we react to that. How we react to it. And, and a lovely example of how someone reacted to it. And we spoke about this when we, when we was walking around the, the lake the other day. <laughs> and that is with what's going on, weddings have been postponed. Mm-hmm. And we've got a, a beautiful friend, beautiful soul who didn't, you know, they, they didn't really mind. And they got married via live stream. And they streamed it to, you know, their close friends and, and people who would have been invited anyway. Mm. Whereas some people are saying, okay, well, I'm going to postpone now my wedding until there are certain times mm. because we don't know what the score is. So different people react in different ways. Yeah. But what I would love to get from this show is a almost a, a way that regardless of what is important to who, how somebody reacts, a way that universally people can approach this from. Right, right. I think as well, you know, we're, we're 15 minutes into this and I want to press the pause and say, if you're listening to this right now, just think about what we've talked about for the last 10, 15 minutes. Even that description alone should give you a sense of, okay, so it's okay to have these feelings. That's mm. the point I want to get across here is yes. that there is no freaking stability for any of us, you, me. I mean, you just had a baby. I, we've got other people that I've seen somebody that I actually know who's been posting about the lack of certainty, going into the hospitals, not sure how the birth's going to be. Whereas you approached it completely differently. You just created in your mind what you wanted the birth to be mm. and how best you can control that. So the two conversations are so different, seeing him talk about it versus you. And I think the point here is that if you're listening to this and you're feeling unstable, that's okay. That's the first thing to accept. And I said, this is the worst thing I've experienced in instability in my life, but I've not sat through a war, for example. I've not been, and some of you might be listening to, and you've got family that have sat through some of these local wars that have happened in recent years in parts of the country. And I'm sure that also creates massive amounts of instability and uncertainty. So I think it's every single human being listening to this will have been through something different. What I feel about this pandemic is it, it's touched all of our lives and we and we have no control over how it's coming into our yeah, lives as well. Yeah. And that is the biggest challenge. It's the lack of control, which leads to this sense of 
lack of certainty, lack of stability. I think when you when you've raised a point there, I think it's worth let, let let's go to the light for a moment and then we can start yeah, to yeah, paint yeah, a picture. Yeah. Because what you said is, you know, we haven't I haven't lived through a war, I haven't lived through a Great Depression. Mm. I haven't lived at a time where there was just no jobs, period. Like mm. it just didn't exist. I haven't lived where myself or my children would have to go work in a coal factory and potentially have a short lifespan. So I think it's also worth when we're having this conversation just to regain the perspective on we are all in this together. We're all going through this exactly. together as you describe. And I think that's... But we're also incredibly lucky to one, be in a, depending on where our listeners are, certain developed countries, like that's a blessing. And just the fact that the where we live at the moment, you know, we could be living to a hundred. We could be having, we have the best education system we've had in, in decades. We don't have to go work in a coal factory. Yeah. We don't have to live through a potential war. And certainly depending on where we come from in the globe, we are extremely lucky we are. from that side of things. And I think that's a blessing that we should all, and we're breathing and we're alive yeah. and we're, you know, we're able to feel and touch and experience the world. And I think that's a starting point for all this. Oddly enough, when I look back at you know, 55 years nearly, I have been through a divorce. I have been through both my, my father passed away, but also, you know, close fr- family. I have been through situations financially where literally everything's been stripped away from me. And when I look back, and then the thousands of people that I've worked with, you you kind of, you get to a point where you can just see ways through. There's patterns that show up. Mm. And I think that's what we need to get out of today's podcast is let's accept the situation. Let's not see it for worse than it is. That's an important distinction yes, actually here. Yes. Let's not see it for worse than it is, but let's not see it any better than it is. Let's just see it as it is and build from there. Yeah. Because if we if we see, because th- the argument that might come on the, off the back of this podcast, if we don't frame this is, yeah, but that's just rose colored glasses. You're just trying to see everything in a positive light. Yeah, it's okay for you. So, yeah. Exactly. So I think let's start with the premise that the current world global situation and your life, whoever's listening to this is, don't see it any worse than it is. Okay. So don't try and, paint a picture where you feel like you're the victim of something Mm. equally don't make it so rosy that everything's gonna be fine and then in reality your financial situation is is that you're screwed and you haven't got any income and you've lost your job and you've got a massive amount of debt that's the situation so we've got to see it as it is to start with and then we press the reset from there we have to start with it because by seeing it we can breathe and we can start to take a deep breath and go now i've got clarity on my situation as opposed to most of the time we're just picturing all these different problems and that creates instability again that's like smoke back in the room can't see where i'm going i think you've raised the point of like a heightened wisdom there because when i went on my 10 day silent meditation retreat and i, and I know there's a few of my listeners uh, who've messaged me and they said they also went through the same experience Fantastic. you know i've, I've, I've yeah. had that conversation and the practice one of the biggest greatest teachings from the practice and going through those 10 days is you don't see something better than it is worse than it is right. you just see it as, as it, it is, is yeah. but feel it yeah and i think that's that's yes, something yes, like yeah. because you mentioned there's yeah, also don't one detach from it don't detach be aware from of it, it yeah. there's one category of people you said at the start which is you know they'll just get numb to this yes you know they'll just lock themselves yeah, uh, yeah, yeah. put netflix on whatever and amazon just emerge at the end of it emerge at the end of it yeah oh, what happened you know but but come out of it and just even more numb that they went into yeah, it because yeah. well then they have to deal with the stuff they haven't dealt with so it yes. could be the bills that are building up could be the, the mm. relationship that's falling apart or the kids they're just ignoring because they're they cut they don't know how to handle them so you come out of that you, you come out of a numb state to now it's like all of a sudden the fire is blazing yes so how do we shift mm. so 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 that's the that, that's a really powerful picture i think yeah. painted and that's come from and you mentioned patterns i imagine Although it's not related to a global pandemic as such, you've seen these patterns 
show up in in the world and people you've coached you know you mentioned certain things that most people take certain situations take most people to their edge uh moving house you you know we we were speaking before online moving house well i said i think the three most stressful things are death moving house and getting married fully (laughs) so that that would typically take people to the edge i've had years where i've done and, and have a baby. And I've, I've had years where I've done all three. That's all yeah, happened, yeah. You know? it, well, exactly. There's so there's so many life changing experiences that yeah. put. But what it is, it's putting uncertainty. So you're going through that year, and everything seems to be fine. You've planned it out. You've maybe set a few goals at the start of the year. And for a lot of people, we just want to stay in this place of equilibrium, which is certainty. Mm. And let's give it a name, man. It's certainty. I'm certain that when I wake up today, I'm going to go and do this. I'm not going to lose my keys. I'm going to finish the year. I'm going to make a bit of profit. We're going to go on this holiday and we're going to plan to get married next year. But then next year arrives and all of a sudden the pressure and the uncertainty and the things come up like who's going to sit next to where? Where's the wedding going to be? Oh, the dates have been changed. So now you're starting to throw these uncertainties in and that makes people stressed. Forget what we're going through at the moment. So so here's a big question. Now I'm that person in the audience and I'm saying, yeah, great. Well, I would love to have certainty. But all of my plans have been thrown out of the window. Yeah. I'm not going to have that holiday next year. In fact, I don't know if I'm going to have a holiday for the next four years. We're talking about certain, uh, certainty. I just feel 100% uncertain. What What do you now, how do you talk to the audience? Or that's that person who says, that's my situation. So so what you described there is two things. One, one is metaphors. Mm. Okay, so we use metaphors a lot to reinforce a painful experience. Mm. We can also use metaphors to reinforce a positive experience. So people say, I'm hanging on by my fingertips. That's a classic metaphor yeah. for like, immediately as you say that, you you and I can picture somebody about to fall. So if we can change the way we use metaphors is really important. Now, this isn't what I was going to talk about when you asked me that question, because as you were asking it, I'm thinking about like, let me try and boil this down to one simple thing. But actually, now you've just described something which is important as well, which is our language that we use. Yes. So how do we? So I, I was doing a coaching session yesterday with a couple, and they're looking at real estate, and they said if we take the equity out of our house and we don't put the money into a deal straight away, then we're kind of screwed financially. That was the description that was used, and I'm thinking, well, if they take their money out of the house, they're going to have monthly payments. But those monthly payments will be more than covered by three or four properties they can buy, which will produce a cash flow to enable them to then become financially independent. But all they saw was the cost of the mortgage before they got to bringing in the cash flow. And they talked about being screwed, etc. So so in that scenario, the metaphor is we are going to be screwed financially. Yeah, financially, we're not going to be able to be able to cope because we've now taken out a mortgage. So. Part of this is how you reframe that metaphor. Mm. That's a first starting point. Because even you saying that, it's actually such a good point. If we don't tackle that language, anything else we do after that, they go, yeah, yeah, but that's fine. But but you don't understand. I'm at the end of my tether. There's another one. I'm at the end of my tether. I'm hanging on. Well, my relationship feels like a battleground. So these are the metaphors that people are using. And that language is self-destructive before you even start. What One of the ones that you, you not pulled me up on, but when we were having a conversation and it was at the start of this whole scenario. I said, we may have to get ready to get into the trenches yeah, yeah, for yeah, yeah. The, the sort of businesses that we're involved in. Yeah. And you was like, you may want to reframe that <laughs> language because you are talking about getting into the trenches. So that's putting you into a certain state. And people think about the trenches being thick with mud, yes. battle, blood everywhere, battle, difficult, challenging, long haul. Like there's, it, it just paints the wrong frame. So I, I, yeah. I remember that. So what you're saying is to listeners is maybe be aware of the metaphors that somebody is using towards you. And also, 
in your own mind. What, yeah, exactly. How are you describing this in your mind? Yeah, that awareness yeah, yeah. will just completely like, oh my God, actually, that's how I'm looking at it. So when we used to do Turning Point and CWR, Communicate with Impact, the, the live events that we still yeah. run, that's one of the things that comes out in language, people using metaphors. And I had a lady that who whose f- husband had died and the kids were all leaning on her. And she said, I, similar to what you said there, she said, I feel like I'm in a trench. She said, I'm like in a battle. And somehow I've got to drag, this is what she said, I've got to drag my family mm. out of the darkness to show them that there's, there's, you know, she wanted to make a change. And she was, she was my, probably my age, 50, 55, 60, but she had a young family. I said to her, how about you are a leader carrying a torch, crossing a bridge to a beautiful green field on the other side? And her whole face just changed. Mm-hmm. Whole, I had the camera on at the time. And we, we made her a label up and she was like uh, the leader. She was the family leader crossing the bridge or something like that. Yeah. But it changed the way she perceived her situation. It meant that she looked at it differently. And we have to start from that premise. So look at it differently. So describe it differently. Describe it that differently, doesn't mean yeah. the situation hasn't changed, but why give it a shitty metaphor when it can at least have an empowering metaphor? Maybe yeah. that's the way we need to language and it. And I think when you shift it and, sh- and change that picture in your mind, you you do look at it differently and you do go from yeah i'm i'm helpless i've got no chance under like another metaphor i'm under a desk curled up in a ball too actually i'm out i've i'm out of the desk now and i'm looking for potential solutions now my, my vision is wide i can start to yeah, see you got your whiteboard out and you're fleshing out ideas ideas the unconscious mind only believes what you tell it consciously or unconsciously so by telling it i'm in the trenches it automatically looks for any, any news that you hear, and we'll come to this actually, any news you hear will automatically filter into the trench. Whereas if you're out and you, you are climbing the mountain to f- seek a higher ground mm. to get a better viewpoint, and as you're climbing that mountain and you're, and you're overcoming some of these challenges along the way, it's different because when you hear the news, you're like, okay, I don't need that. That's irrelevant to where I'm going. I'm going here. I don't need it down in the trenches. Yes. And, you, and even now as I'm doing this, if you look at my hands, I've got one hand down in the trenches. So I, body language is another thing as well. When you use your hands and your body language to communicate, elevate it. Because people are heavy and they point yeah, down yeah. into the trenches. They look, they look down, they yeah. point down. They become the thing that they're most fearful of experiencing. That's the challenge. And that's that in itself is a, a powerful statement. Incredible. So I'm in the audience now and I'm saying, okay, well, that, you know, wow. Okay, that's a awareness revelation. I, I totally get that. But what I feel- and check in, by the way. So if, so if you're in the yeah. audience, I say, okay, so just think back. Tell the person next to you what metaphors you use. And you go, oh God, yeah, I use this, I use that. And people go, oh my God, I use this one, I use yeah. that one. And you often see so people become aware of it. Yeah. Yes. Start by coming aware of those. So, so now if I'm in the audience, I'm aware. And then say somebody else in the audience pops up and they say, okay, I I'm, I'm feel like I'm using the right metaphors, but I've now got no direction. Right. I've got no, this thing I was so passionate about, I was working. So we're going back to uncertainty again, yeah? Back to uncertainty. Because we haven't changed that by changing the metaphor. All we've done is we've changed the way we see the situation. Yes. Yeah, so I see the situation in a solution oriented way. I, I get that role, but what my uncertainty is still there because Good. you know I've lost my career. Okay, I've lost my business. I've, yeah. I've lost this thing I was working passionately for. That's the scenario that I mean. I was about so to I move, might then move say in with my partner and that's no longer okay, happening. So you made a sentence there, which is really, if you're listening, I'm watching Harms's body language to see where, if there's a shift. Now he's trying to play a role, but you said something there. You said, I've lost the thing I was working for. What's the thing that you feel most painful about? What's the thing that you've, most upset is it about losing the job or is it that destination you're working towards was it that sense of purpose because that's the thing that's mm. created the uncertainty for you now 
yes, it may have been the job loss, but you also might have a sense that I could get another job back. Yeah. Well, so what? where is the uncertainty coming from? That's the question I'd probably ask you. That, that'd be a, a really valid question. Now, obviously I'm, I'm playing a role in this scenario, yeah, yeah. but let's assume- Well, play it out for a minute. So- so Because you gave me like three or four things. You lost a job, I think it was a career. The income's dropped and you said, and um, the thing I was working towards yeah. now, I can't achieve. I can't achieve the thing I was working towards. You know, And, and that loss of job, I, I would say- you know, I woke up in the morning and I was really excited about that thing I was working towards. So this okay. is not, this is less to do about the job. I absolutely okay, okay, love okay. the career right, I was yeah, yeah, in, okay. but I'm not going to find this project or mission that I was working on anywhere else. Like so that's this, gone. So this is the challenge now because the uncertainty is multiple fold here. Mm. I mean, forget, okay, let's just go macro to, to global now. Yeah. So everybody listening to this, you've got your own stuff you're focusing on, which is what the conversation is happening there with, with Harminda. And that is your life as it is on a daily basis. But then outside of that, we've got all this news. And I want to come to this in a bit. There's stuff coming at you. And then somebody says, oh, this particular part of the economy is going to be hit really hard for the next five years. And you're thinking, shit, I'm in that part of the economy. So now the external world is coming into your macro world and it's throwing even more dirt in there. It's it's fueling the flames. This fire is really going now. But you got to go back. So the first step is this, go back to the vision. If somebody's asking, okay, but where's this going to, Ro? This is going to, we've got to go back to the vision. So I would say to you where, I know you've lost the career or the job or the the income's come down. I know that things are happening at the moment financially. And you talked about this purpose, but rewind me to before this all happened. What were you most importantly focusing on at that point point, point in time? So if we go back to December 31st, 2019, or the start of 2020, before this pandemic really hit us, what were you focusing on? What was your vision? Because we've got to go back to that point. That was your compass, correct? That's where you'd set yourself. Is that right? Yes. So I'm I'm asking Harms as though he's, I'm going to ask you to play this out so the listener understands this, because you described the scenario there. So you're telling me you have a business or you, 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 you had a business or you still have a business. So, so this is, I'm working in a career. And, you're, okay. You're in a career. And I was, okay. I was ahead of this project and within that project, you know, we were, we were close to achieving something and I've been working for this for a long time. Right. So is the purpose a career op- or oriented thing or is it a, so when you started the year and this is important for everybody, because if you notice how Minda's describing a scene and most of that description is pain and, it, and it's just, everything goes out there. Oh, you don't mm. understand Dr. Yeah, Rowe. Yes. My career has been screwed. My finances are not in a good place. I had this amazing vision that I had for the family and that's, and we were going to achieve that. And I can't do that with my kids. So I'm thinking this person's got four areas they're paying for. One is money. One is the career. One is this vision they had. And one is also the pain in the family. So we've got to go back to the start of the year. And that's what I need you to do. Paint me that picture. And that's what anyone listening has to do to start with. They have to go back and revisit that original vision that you think you've lost because I don't even know what the vision is. Yes. So, and, 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 and listening for the listeners at home, I don't even know what the vision is. No, in this no, scenario. No. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. So, so create one for us very quickly. Um, so, so you're a family guy from what I can see. So what I want to just touch on before we continue. Is this making this, sense? I don't want to take your, people on a tangent, but we've got to go that, back to, to ground so, zero. So that makes total sense. And, and I just want to sort of throw an idea at you in, in the way of just trying to understand this part of the process, which is you speak about vision, but say, for example, I was a listener and, and I've got these four things is going on. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So how are you communicating with them or how are you disseminating to say, okay, park those four things for a moment? Is that what we're saying here? No. Park those four okay, that's a moment. good question. What we're saying is, let's just imagine I'm talking to the you before mm. the pandemic. So, so before you knew any exist. of this, what yes. would the conversation have been like? So that's a good question you're asking me because he's just getting clarity from me. 
And so describe it for me. I know I'm throwing you in the pot here, but just imagine you were a listener and you've described something. Yes. So, so we'll go with the, you got a family, you had a vision for, or, and when I say vision, I think it's important because that's a word that some people go, yeah, but I'm not like a big visionary person, right? What were the goals, the aspirations you had? How did you see the next few years going so, for you? So you're, actually, you're clearly working towards something outside your career. You had a project in the career which you described, which was important to you. But, but so did, what it was for me was, and what were you excited about? How's the conversation at home? So what I was telling my partner over the, over Christmas and over dinner is if I achieve this mission within this company, that then gets added to my CV. And that means reputationally, I can now work for anybody. Right. Now, the thing is, does it include financial bonuses? If you do that, it will include financial right. bonuses. Okay. So, so we did have that discussion around the dinner table. One is a financial bonus, but two, we probably don't have to worry about finances ever again because okay. I'm always hireable. Right. Okay. Mm. So that so that's a career vision. So that was something before this happened, correct? Yes. What else? And I'm I'm being specific here, everybody, because when somebody says, "Oh, you don't understand my life. Shit, now it's all falling apart." I don't know what that means because I don't know mm. what has fallen apart. So we got to go back to what the part looked like. So actually, well, that that was it. That's you know, if you put if you've taken me back to. You know, around the Christmas dinner, we were getting very excited about... But you talked about your kids and you talked about a family aspiration. Yeah, so... So, so, so are you but, saying that the pain so, is actually just because of the job or is it more... Well, based on... Actually, now, now you're digging and asking the question. Based on the bonuses that were going to come, we were going to do a big family trip. And I, I okay. promised the family I would take a month off from work. And... How old are your kids? You know, one's seven, one's 12, and one's 15. Okay. And... You've been, you've been busy. <laughs> <laughs> and that's why I needed the bonus. But... That's the fa- that was a family conversation. So I we were, so, so we were you, working so you, towards this. Okay. Now remember, everybody, we're role playing here, and I've thrown <laughs> it in the deep end because he created a situation which now I want to play through because I think it's very important because this won't be dissimilar to other people. Now there may be people without kids, yeah, not the same situation. Yeah, yeah. But what I'm, the point is, this whole thing about is falling apart. Let's bring it back together. Let's imagine we're doing a rewind. It's like a movie mm, now, mm. and those parts that you see in your mind, which I can't see unless you paint it for me. Have, have become fractured. So all I'm asking Harmina to do is bring that vase back together and put the vase on the table in front of me so I can see what it looked like beginning of this prior to the pandemic. So now I've got part of the vase I can see is great career with a bonus and the opportunity to launch yourself maybe independently or, or yeah, I would have be, been able to come as a consultant, consultant right, for okay. any company. So, mm. but then there's another part of the vase I'm looking at, which is your family and you've got these three amazing kids and you were going to take them on what, some sort of adventure or. Yeah. Well, actually with the bonus, I was going to step away before I became a consultant and we we're going to do a big family trip, uh, a bit of traveling. Okay. Mm. How, how did that make you feel? Oh, that, and by the way, as I'm asking the question of him, I want you to be thinking about the same thing. Go back to that space because mm. already he's kind of smiling a little bit and he's, he's getting, even though, even though this isn't actually his situation, I, 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 you're I, excited. I, I'm excited about taking my family on holiday. <laughs> oh, traveling with the family. That sounds amazing. But, but as I'm doing it with you, mm. describe to me the feeling of heaviness that we had prior as we were going at the beginning of the first 15 minutes of the podcast oh, actually, to me taking you back through that journey. Because without you knowing, I'm actually trying to get into your skull a bit and take you back. So yeah. you're actually that person. F- fascinating insight, actually, because when we first had this sort of introduction to the episode, even in our body language, yeah, 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 and yeah, yeah. you know, we hadn't smiled for the first 17 minutes yeah. and it, w- it was coming from a dark true, energy, true, a darker true, place. Yeah. And, and we were painting the picture, yes, respectfully for what's going on, but that's also how we felt. So in that conversation, we were almost yeah. putting ourselves in the moment, in that moment that people are experiencing and, you know, all the things that we've experienced this last year. Now, as we, as you're asking these questions, we're now talking about vision, and that's such an exciting aspirational yeah. conversation. And you're, but even me 
asking you to create a vision of a family member or a family man in this case and what he's doing with his family or was thinking of doing mm. that biologically is changing you without you even being able to to control it because that's what the mind has the ability to do and in this moment as we're having this discussion i've forgot about everything else yeah we're just having this and you know you're, you're, you're I've got, got a goosebump. You know, this, <laughs> this role playing is becoming so real. It's incredible. <laughs> and that's how passionate we are to getting this message across to the listeners because when you ha- are able to have those conversations and be in that moment, yeah. the newspapers don't have an impact on you. Exactly. So uh, that's the point. The you US politics don't have, a, right. have an impact on you. The fact of. Which they don't anyway in reality. That anyway. news article about something that's going on in the States actually isn't affecting you at that moment. Yes. It's what you're interpreting it to affect you. Exactly. So you've just gone back there and you described an amazing scene with your family. And then what was what was the other area that you talked about? It was, um, it was to do with a changing career potentially. Well, that, that changing career would happen with the bonuses. Once I tick this project off on the CV, it means now I've got the final sort of piece of experience I needed to go as a consultant. Yeah. So that's what I was working towards. That was supposed to happen in 2020. Right. Okay. Mm. So, so that's the first step in this outside. Okay. Actually, step one is reframing the language, mm. changing the metaphors. Mm. Step two is creating a different vision, but we're not going to get there yet because we have to go back and revisit it. So we step back to the old vision. So my question to you is, and I'm going to do this because the only way I can do this properly, because I'm not talking to the audience is, do you, does that still hold true to you? Do you still want to experience and have that experience with the kids and have this independence in your career? Do you still have the same passion towards your career, having reflected on it now, going through nearly, what, seven months of uh, a pandemic? I would say in this scenario, because I was looking to step out of that career and move into self-employment consultancy, yes, I'm still passionate. And About the career or the, the, the job or the journey that was gonna, it was going to lead to? I would say the journey and then the outcome of that journey, which was a big financial reward right, okay. and more time with the kids, more time with the family, yeah. because I'm now in control of my own time with the consultancy. Okay. So let me pause for a minute. How's this feeling for you as I'm doing it? Because I'm almost coaching you in front of the audience to, to play a role. Yeah. And I'm, and I'm putting myself, I think I should have had another career as actor or something <laughs> like that. So, you know, um, but I'm, I'm just putting myself in that scenario. And But how are you feeling as I'm asking the questions? Because I'm just trying to play that role. Okay, so yeah, that's a, I feel relief in the sense that I probably in my mind if I was in this scenario or actually in this moment probably didn't revisit that scenario exactly like ever all you're doing exactly because all you're doing is listening to the and I'm saying you (laughs) and future because I know you filter properly but it's like what's going on now it's taking in and and of course the chatter around us which Mm. we'll get to in a minute and and I will say if if I was in my day-to-day basis I would be constantly in the future like my my today is based on okay what's going to happen in a year's time in uh, a positive way or negative in a in a are you referring to you as Harminda or as the person no as the role play as the role, as role play, play. Yeah, so in yeah. my day to day yeah because what I'm focused on is the right. future like a the future 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 yeah, future exactly and that's a so day, a day certain, place to live as well so, so if everybody listens to this cleverly what what you're hearing here and use smart ears here listen carefully what we've done is we've taken my world is falling apart and we've basically identified three components essentially one is the finances one is the family and the aspiration for the family which is time away mm. a promise to kids which yeah. we hate doing that none of us like to break a promise but it time with the family and also a career change as a result of a certain project getting finished yeah that's it three things now we've got the vase there so now we have to take that and the next question i have to ask carminder is and i have asked it is does he still want to achieve those things and you've pretty much said yes yes right yes so you want to take the kids away and have that time with them that hasn't gone away that that's is that what's the biggest pain just out of interest 
What's the thing that's making you most angry and frustrated? Because that, by the way, everybody listening, is what's happening at the moment. People are Mm. angry. Because they've lost control, you either become a victim and then blame everybody else and go, fuck, you don't understand this. I'm angry at this. I'm angry at that. Or you say, okay, let me step out of this victim role. How can I take back control, which we're doing now? But at the moment, what would you have felt angry about? I was so so close. You know, it was going to happen in 2020. I was so close to completing my plan. You could taste it. I could taste it. I could feel it. We were already had the holiday brochures out. We were planning where we were going to travel. Okay. Um, have they been out in the last four or five months? Or um, have they just been tucked away? What's happened to them? Well, what's happening now is they sort of sit there, but nobody looks at them. Nobody Did touches the kids them. look at them? The kids still look at them. There you go, you see. And the kids still look at them. They're still as excited. And I actually don't know how to explain to them that we're going to be moving this to you know, 2021, who knows? So there's, for anyone listening, you're probably thinking, oh my God, that is so true. So there's another pain Mm. for you. That's probably more painful than the career. And this, so, so if I asked you a question right now, of those two, handling and managing your children's reaction and the fact that it might not happen versus you taking back control because you've been in this career for so many years, which one do you feel in most control over? Which one do you have that you've got more certainty over which you could get control back over. I would say the family, the, the, the kids. Right. Yeah. That, that's where, because, because that's, that is within my direct control. Now you've, now you've put those two, what I was doing actually, and again, I'm playing the role for listeners is I was placing more emphasis on what I couldn't control. Right. And I'm sort of explaining this through. Yeah. Now. Yeah. yeah, uh, yeah. What, it, emphasis on what I couldn't control, either career, the pandemic, the government, yeah. or, you know, the lockdowns, etc., and completely forgetting the fact that I can control in a positive way, the family at home. Which, I have an Which one was there. giving you the most emotional pain in this situation? The family at home. There you go. So I was focusing on the wrong thing. Right. So mm. the pain, it's interesting, even your awareness as you're doing it. Yeah. I'm seeing Harminder's eyes and he's like, okay, yeah. Because yeah. I'm asking questions that I, I think most people haven't realized. And that is that you'll focus on the area that's most frustrating and you've got least control over. And then the one that's most painful actually is probably the personal one. Personal one is nearly always. Always. Relationships, family. And I've been blessed, you know, and now I take, I've got to, okay, putting Harminder's hat on. I've been blessed, you know, to spend time with you, Rose. So I've seen these scenarios play out with right. people you've coached, yeah. people you've done sort of transformational interventions with. I've assisted on events where you know, the people in the audience are facing these real life challenges yeah, and yeah. then they come to have conversations exactly. with us yeah. and we work through the same process with them. Yeah. So I wanted to, I wanted to have a wide enough example, but common enough that almost all of us will go through this at one yeah. moment in time, whether it's career, business, whatever. Yeah. And the, t- the toy with family and kids and where does somebody put their energy and focus? Well, those three are the big ones that matter. It's, it's some, either something, something with the family. Health is the other one we can health add into big that. One, yeah. But the health side will be a direct knock-on effect from our reaction to, or I can't get out and do training or whatever it is. So yes. there's, there's, there's that aspect as well. But generally it's finances, career and family. And so you've picked that well. And all we've done is we've broken that down. And I'm I'm asking him in the questions to really get him to be clear. He started off thinking this is a general example, but I'm asking him to be accountable to us because we're all listening and going, what's going to happen next almost? And that's partly what this is. Everybody's living day by day, what's going to happen next? What's going to happen And next? our distractions being, oh, what's going to happen with the American elections? Now that's happened. It's like, oh, what's going to happen with COVID again? So and we're being drawn by the media as well. And if I'm somebody, and this is typically how most people live, and it's the opposite of what we talk about, is if somebody lives... into the future, like on a day-to-day basis, then they're going to constantly feel uncertain because they're missing what's happening now. This sort of they have lack of control of that, and this this is the this is the balance between having a vision but then bringing that vision into the now. Okay, so let me let me fire another. So somebody else in the audience gets up 
Uh, I, I will remain this character for now, but somebody else. Yeah, so you've got a microphone in your hand and I'm doing a bit of an intervention with you. Yeah. Yeah. And then somebody else says, whoa, 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 I, I have to say something. So we hand the mic to you. You're somebody else. Somebody else. And this, this character I was playing initially is still there and we're at a vision stage. And okay. they've said they are still passionate about seeing their vision through. Right. Now somebody else says, okay, but whoa, what, based on what this scenario and this great example you've laid out in front of us, I am no longer passionate about this vision. Okay. Now okay. what do I do? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because yeah, yeah. I, I had a vision to start with. Whilst she was doing this exercise, I thought about my original vision and actually... So let's say it's changed. a lady and she's, whatever her vision was, it was might be to start a business in a certain field, for example. I, she, okay, she wanted to start a boutique coffee shop. Right. I know because I've got a couple of friends uh, and people close to me who've, lo- they were training to be like really high level baristas. Okay. And as we know, that industry has been shaken yeah. to the core. Yeah, yeah, so, yeah. So, she, so she's a lady. Um, and she says, I've watched your intervention with Harminda. I'm, I'm having a realization, which by the way, anyone listening to this should probably be having right now. It's yes. like, holy shit. I'm starting to see this now. I'm starting to see this now. I'm starting to see how, how vulnerable I am in certain industries. Yeah. And I don't know what the solution is, but my vision's changed. Right, like, okay. What, what do I do? It's okay for him. His vision is the same. I, I've lost my vision completely. What yeah, do I do? Okay. So we haven't, so I'll, I'll say to her, right, let's come back. So I'll, I'll get her there and I'll, I'll say, right, hold that thought for a minute. I'll come back to you and say, let me just clarify. Has your vision remained completely the same? Has, has any of it changed? Because that's important for both parties. Mm. But in your case, we're still in the process as well. So holding her thought, which I can address in a moment, I've got to come back to you. Is the vision still financial, same vision? Holiday vision is the same. Is that right? So why is it important? And I'm just, I'm just asking a question for the listeners who are maybe coaches in the in the room. Yeah. Why is it important to complete that process with me in this scenario? Because in completely with you, I can start the process with her. Yes. Because what I need to know is Harminder will still be grappling around in his mind. But in that process, I didn't finish my question to him, which was, is it is that vision that you've painted for me, right? Beginning of the year prior to COVID, is it? Still the same in those three areas because you talked about it falling apart. Same thing with the lady over there. Your world's falling apart, correct? And she nods, right? So mm-hmm. now I'm doing two processes here at the same time. And she says, yeah, my world's falling apart. And I, but I've got less certainty than Harminder because he knows what he wants. So I go back to you and say, do you really know what you want? And my response would be, actually, well, my vision is not exactly the same uh-huh. because now my importance and, and focus is actually at home on the family Whereas I was focused all about work and career and what okay. I was going to get on my CV and yeah. that kind of stuff. But actually that's changed. So if you could still have the same holiday, but not necessarily have such a massive catapult in your career, how would you feel? I think that would make 2020's feelings completely go away. The bad stuff I felt about it, that would be what my family is so excited about and I've been excited about. We've been talking about it since Christmas. And when you talked about the fact that you, oh my gosh, I'm getting goosebumps here. <laughs> when you talked about the fact that you wanted to get away for a month with your kids, why did you want that? Have you, has your career been intense over these years? Yeah, I just I just feel like I haven't spent time with them. Time has flown by. Yeah. I haven't even had weekends with them. Oh my God. You know, I'm not a Monday to Friday worker because of where I am So where career. was your biggest focus? Was it on the finances or just getting to a point where you could just sit and have time with your kids and be able to look them in the eye. And- well, this is why, you know, I, I'm in such a tricky situation. Um, that's a metaphor, they're a tricky situation. Yeah. I, so, so aware. <laughs> and I want to point out to the listeners because, you know, once upon a time you would speak yeah. and you have no idea what you you're can't. saying. And somebody called me the other day and he goes, Ro, everywhere I go now, because he's, he's been through the CWI program, yeah, he did yeah. the online program. And he goes, I'm just listening to people and it's like, it's jumping out of me now. It's, I'm, I'm monitoring every sense. It's like a sixth sense. <laughs> it's like you have x-ray vision. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's language. what he said. Yeah, he's, and he's actually, yeah. But uh, let's stay in the moment because this is a very, I, want, mm. I, want, I don't want the listeners to lose the, the theme here. Harminder, you said to me the start of the year, you, you wanted to 
shift your focus. Sorry, you wanted to get your career to a point where you had a bonus. And one of the reasons for that was independence, mm. consultancy. What did consultancy give you the opportunity to do? So, Because this is useful for that lady standing over there that's listening, so, by the way. So this is why I'm... Can I just stop? Have you got a skill set, madam? Go back to you now. Um, that would enable you to, instead of opening a coffee shop, do something else that could still fulfill some of your needs? Quite possibly, yeah. Okay, so Quite think possibly. about that for a minute. Let me come back to Harminda. So your skill set would enable you to go into consultancy, correct? I, I should have put a lady's voice on. <laughs> Otherwise, all these, the list. Uh, so, it's, sir. Yeah, it's quite sir, possibly. Yeah. Sir, 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 what you're telling me is that you're, if you got this project over the line, you'd get a bonus and you felt mm. that would be the tick in the, in the box for your CV, correct? But more importantly, it would give you some funds to be able to go and have a month away with the kids because you've been working your nuts off and you feel that that's like more important than anything else. So, so, so here's the tricky thing, which is, you know, it's, it's coming to my realization now based on this conversation is, I had given up weekends and weekends and weekends and weekends and weekends with the kids in the aim of this 2020 was going to be that month where I spent time with them, proper quality time. And that's now been taken and away. And that was, that was your biggest intention, yeah? Yeah. So although you were pursuing the career, telling yourself that was the solution to you spending time with the kids, actually the truth is that you could have chosen to do that at any point. And I'm only realizing that now. And what have you just done during lockdown then for the last three months? Sir? Three months, not one month. And at this point, I'm just speechless. And then I just, Fucking exactly. I just look. And then this is when goosebumps. And if I was sitting in the audience observing this, emotional just thinking about it. Because so many people, how many times, even... bro? How many times is the same thing that people do? Yeah. And it takes them 20, 30 years to realize that. Fucking hell. And if you're listening to this, I'm actually getting emotional. I think same. I've got tears in my eyes. Because got, yeah. I, what I don't think has happened is people have got this realization that this year, has been that's the sands in the glass have just mm. been put on their sides and people are given a chance now to do what they've been talking about fucking doing for years for years and years and years but instead of saying oh my god this is the opportunity they're now they're focusing on a career that they work their nuts off in which took them further and further away from the family which is what they wanted in the first and place if you could see this now Harmon has genuinely got tears in his eyes mm. what just tell me what you're feeling because i'm feeling it as well i i feel it's like an it's almost like an it's an you emotional went straight there. it's almost like an emotional realization and I, and i went straight there i knew where i wanted to go with this because we've i've seen it so many times yeah and i was i was blessed to you know come in contact with you and and realize that kind of wisdom i feel like 30 40 years before mm. most people do and i want to sh- sort of share and it's almost come out naturally yeah that outcome for people because you, you've just said it, man. We're in that moment exactly. where everybody is at home with their kids and they that's what they're working for, that time with their kids exactly. and their family and watch them grow up. And you describe the scenario without me knowing you to describe it. And all I've done is, yeah, it's just an accelerated form of questioning. And and I'm in role. To push you into that space. And I'm in role play. And you're totally in there. And I'm totally in the role play and I'm, and I'm feeling that person. Yeah. And even though I'm feeling that person, it comes down to family and the time with yeah. the loved ones. So anyone listening to this, if you feel that, you've got a family and you've got a career and your career has been screwed granted your vision for what the career was going to be at the beginning may have been screwed but think about what this has done this next lockdown leading into christmas we've effectively got two months of holiday period now in the united kingdom freaking suck it up we've got have an amazing time start (laughs) christmas now do something with your kids now But we'll get to that so going back now to the question for you and the lady over there which is you know i've just realized i don't have the same vision the next thing we have to do in the step of the process is decide what your purpose is now moving mm. ahead. How are we going to do this? 
So how are we going to redefine this? So same thing for the lady. It's like start to go back and ask yourself the question, why did I want to do this in the first place? You've answered that question. It was to spend more time with your family. So I'm going to ask you a question, Harminder, as that man playing the role. Do you even need this project to be so successful, to be able to sell yourself? Or what if you just took this time now to sit and revisit your CV and really blow it up, start to communicate it with more impact, Mm. start to sell yourself and forget the need at the crutch of being able to fulfill a project. Why don't you just start now by redefining a new sense of purpose with your career, become a consultant now. What if you just started that journey now? What if you started to create, what would you need to do to become a consultant? Who do you know? This is the question I'm asking you and it's very specific, but someone listening to this, who do you know that's been a consultant in the past? How did they get there? What did they do? Start to ask some questions. So this is the part where, you know, and I love that we're getting to this stage now because once somebody's had the realization, now it's a case of taking that realization and putting it into action and getting is is that what you're doing with me now in terms of yeah here's yeah. okay now now we understand the situation let's put some like now are we saying go emotion to logic now and saying both both so okay. so you look because if you, you said where, question, do we, where do we start right how, remember we're trying to shatter uncertainty already by the way even by me asking that question how could you take more control of that if your level of uncertainty at the start of this conversation was 10 because everything's falling apart. Yeah. How are you feeling right now? Because this is another important question. By asking those questions and bringing you back to a sense of focus and resetting the compass, that's what we're doing. Where do you feel your uncertainty is right now? I know that everything's still going on around us, but where do you feel that sense of certainty is? By me asking those specific questions. I, I, I'm down at the two, three. Right, because two, three. it helped the listener. Now, they may be feeling the same way because they're thinking, shit, I'm getting this now. If I took back control and go back to what I know I've got control of. That's the point here. Mm. Because the first two steps are revisiting the past vision and redefining that vision and then giving it a new sense of purpose. That's step two. Mm. Okay, step three, if we want to go, step one is metaphor language. Step two is revisit the original vision, redefine that vision. Same thing for the lady over there. So I'll go back to the lady very quickly. Does that make sense to you? Can you be the lady for a minute? Uh Yes, that makes sense, Ro. And <laughs> I've got no further questions. <laughs> so, well, like, she might have a question. Well, yes, what do you mean yes. by redefine that vision? Absolutely, and I'm going to yeah. ask her to say to me, what was the purpose of you setting up a coffee shop? Well, it's because it's a passion of mine and I've always wanted to do it. Mm. Okay. So is it possible that that vision could still be fulfilled, but it may be that we have to move it back a little bit? Could you still see that happen? Do you still have a passion for that? Because you said you weren't sure if you wanted that, having watched Harminder's intervention. Yeah, I, th- I think... Do you mean you don't want that vision, or do you think just because of COVID you can't achieve that vision? Ah, uh, that's a good distinction. Right. Because I thought I should change my vision because it's now unachievable. Right. Well, actually, if we could move it back, then I would actually stick to my original Let vision. Let me ask you a question. Do you love the idea of running a coffee shop? What was the reason for it? What was the pa- What did it make you feel... How did it make you feel? Well, it, how's your life going to be if you did this? It gave it gave me a, a sense of sort of ownership. It's my thing. And it, why a boutique coffee shop? What does it do for the people that come in? And well, for, well, that was my 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 big third final item is community. Okay. Uh, it, it, I want it to be a hub for people who like that kind of artisan coffee, but also it's it's a sense of community, seeing friendly faces. All right. So that is yeah. a big passion mm. so it's not occasion you're not going to let this freaking pandemic strip that vision from you are you no can you see a world in the future where people still want to go to an amazing place and sit and have a coffee and still be able to get together and communicate and taste something amazing that you've created for them can you see that 
Yes, I can see that. I can see that crystal clear. And let me ask you an opposite question. Can you imagine a world where nobody goes for a coffee? Do you believe that in the next 20, 30, 40 years, we're not going to have coffee shops and places for people to go and hang out? Absolutely no, that won't exist. Exactly. Absolutely no. So if you still have the vision, we just need to redefine how that looks and mm. shows up. How does that feel? How does that make you feel? I, f- I feel like it can be done. Good. Okay. Now that point there, because we're on a, a podcast, <laughs> yeah. we're not going to go down that rabbit hole because that's the next step. But yeah. okay, you being her now, how does that, because I have a very different set of questions to the other one, which is more about family. Well, so, so what I love is as her, I'm observing the conversation you're having with the gentleman there. Yeah. And in that, by going through that process internally, when you ask the questions to the gentleman, I'm almost so I'm almost answering those in my head. Right. Okay. And then, and I've seen this play out. And this is happening to our listeners it's on this podcast. And, and that's, that was my, that's my greatest hope is that listen to a scenario like this, your own scenario, you start to ask yourself these coaching questions. Yeah. And we've seen this play out in audiences. Yeah. I've seen people yeah, around yeah. me like sit up Just and I've, I've been one of those people or, yeah. cry, sit up, say, okay, that's my scenario. And then all of a sudden they're like, Oh, every, everybody has a sense of yeah, relief. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh my goodness. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So in answering one or two scenarios, everybody gets that sense of relief. Exactly. And, and th- in this lady's case, it wasn't that she, it's happening again mm-hmm. for me, it wasn't that she didn't want to do it, even when you said it, because you were playing that role, I didn't know it. Um, but actually, it was that she didn't see how it could be possible. Yeah. So then the way to tackle this, if you're vi- you've got to ask yourself the vision, is that vision still there? And can you imagine in years to come that people are going to, in this case, mm. you know, come mm. to you as a consultant or go to a coffee shop? Yeah, of course I can. Could you imagine a world without coffee shops? No. In which case, this is just a blip in a lifetime it's of experiences. You know, it's a blip. We just have to move our, we have to redirect our compass. We have to set the compass to go around the obstacle and then we carry on yeah. in the same direction. That's where we're at, at the moment. Yeah. Is that making sense? That, that makes incredible sense. Because this goes back to your first question is how do we start by dealing with this uncertainty? So, I, that, And this is the first well, second, well, three steps. I'm going to keep going back over them. Number one, change the metaphor because you started that. And yeah. I thought it came out. Number two is revisit the old vision that you had before the pandemic, for want of a better word, or the crisis, whatever you're facing at that mm. moment. Life doesn't have to be a pandemic. And then ask yourself the question, do you still have it? And the answer is uh, slightly different for you as the man, more for your family, but you could, you could still be a consultant for the lady. Yeah. Actually, she still wants to have the coffee shop. Two scenarios there. And then how can we redefine that? So I'm, I don't want to get too much into the coachy questions here, but I would say to you from the man now, can you still see yourself being able to take your kids on that amazing holiday in the future? Yes. Has that been lost? No. Right. Okay. So can you imagine yourself being able to do that through your own independent way of consulting? Albeit it may not be through this path because that's overgrown now. Mm. Could you find another path? Absolutely. If I gave you a machete to do it? Absolutely. And how does that look? As I ask you that question just very quickly, how does that even start? To so, look? so, uh, and, and, and playing <laughs> the role you... deep is I've got, a, I've got, a gen- I saw something happening in your eye there. I thought you actually could see it. I've got a machete in my hand and right. I'm wading through like a jungle. Right. And, and I'm just cutting trees like aggressively. I'm just, just going through the trees. So you're, uh, so you're nothing skill- is stopping me. So that machete is you basically t- calling on your CV, redefining what you do. Think about the career you're in and what other, industries right now need your skill set remotely through zoom remotely on a phone call face to face where they still need to exist you don't need to be face to face with them now but you can still offer a service do you have that skill set with all the years you've been doing this and do you need to wait for the freaking pandemic to end that's the other question i've got for you yeah yeah I, i've got the skill set right yeah i've got the skill set so what was holding you back was what even prior to pandemic was it the fact that you need you believed by some brainwashing that you had to pursue this career to get to a certain level i left my career at 29 years of age and they told me that i was too young to be a consultant 
So in 1998, I left. I, I just walked out of my mm. career and I said to them, I'm going to go consulting. And they said, but you're too young. I said, what makes you tell me I'm too young? Well, you need to be like in our age group, 50, gray hair or no hair, right? Which is quite yeah, funny yeah, I had yeah, at the yeah. time. I was 29 years of age with a PhD, but I had a passion. And I thought, you know what? Even in my career, has this happened to you? People asking you questions and you've given them advice whilst you're in the job cross career, cross industries, cross business, friends you've got in other businesses, other companies. Has that happened to you? Absolutely. Yeah. That's yeah, happened yeah, to me. Yeah, absolutely. And I just thought, I'll just charge for it. And that's what I did. And by the way, I'm telling this story, everybody, because that's actually what happened to me. Mm. So without you realizing it in this role play, I left at 29, whereas people are telling me, wait, so you're, you need to do another, get, get, climb the corporate ladder, get to director level, get to that level, and then start doing private consultancy. And then you can leave your career there. So, so most people's response when you ask that original question and in that gentleman's response, the role I'm playing would be, well, I thought that's the way I had to exactly. do it. Which is what I thought at 29, but I, I broke that. I broke that mm. pattern. Now, this is a part of coaching where now I'm telling a story. But although I'm telling a story about me, what do you think Harminder's thinking? I'm thinking I can do exactly the same exactly. thing. If he can do I can do it. Yeah. And in the story, I tell him, so what I did is I reached out to a couple of people who were older than me, which I did, and I asked them if they could give me some guidance on how they got their clients. Do you know people like that in your career? Yeah. Yeah, they're, they're all around me. Do you know people that have left the career prior to this year who are already consulting? Yeah. Do you think they might have times when they've got clients they can't deal with and they're looking for somebody to maybe support them? This is what happened to me. My PhD supervisor had several clients at the time and he said, look, I can't do this for you, but I know two people because I paired up with a friend of mine and I did it with, do you know anybody else that's in the same situation as you, by the way, that might want to pair up with you? You could be a double act that's got a skill set similar to you, but you complement each other. Yeah, I hadn't even thought of that. So that's what happened to us. We did the same thing. And I can tell you now that in my first month, I earned more as a consultant than I had done in my whole year. So I thought I'm working towards these bonuses. So, so I can go on that holiday you can. Sooner yeah. with the kids. Ah. And, and to be specific, anyone who's listening, I earned, I earned uh, 16K in my first year. It's in my first month as a consultant. I earned 75, and I can still remember the number. This is crazy. This is crazy. I, I, and I, I mean, going back to that figure now seems small, but at 75K I earned in my first year as a consultant. I'm sure that was a number. And I remember thinking, this is ridiculous. <laughs> I was earning about 20 at the time, an employed person. And that was a consultancy figure without working six, seven days a week. Yes. Isn't that crazy? Wow. So, I mean, that's... Now, when you tell a story like that, and mm. I'm telling it here to the listeners, how does that make you feel in this role? Because I haven't even told you some of this information before. I, I, it makes me feel like... In the role play. It is possible. Right. And other people like me have done it, and it gives me a sense of purpose. It gives me like... Bingo. Yeah, that's it. I just feel like I've got I got my path again. I can see the path. I, I've got a place okay. to walk. Now, I know, I know we're compressing time, but you've seen this happen live on stage where we've taken somebody that's had years of this and they've, they've yeah, walked, yeah. walked off stage and it's like holy shit that's I, amazing yeah. and then the shift happens on the next few days afterwards so that's that's that step number four is purpose so the minute you've got clarity on the vision or redefining it how it's going to look in the shape of it and you don't want to lose that now you've got to create a purpose behind that so why am i doing this why am i doing this yes all right so it's not enough just to say yeah i want to get there why do you want to do this so that's what i'd be asking you and you might tell me it's to do with your kids it's to do with more ownership mm. Would it be fair to say that you almost spent this year, you were working towards it, it's the job was still controlling you. If you, this project paid off, then you could potentially go and pursue it. This then time. you. So, so I love that phrase Black as well. Of, then yeah, this. Exactly. Then this. If this happens, then this will That's happen. That's right, yeah. Then this. And I think... So the rules were strict. The rules are strict. And I think what everybody has to do, and, and maybe just talking to the space for a moment, 
relax their rules. Exactly. For, for the listeners, what does that mean in 2020? Because some people have done it naturally. Yes. Like, okay, oh, okay. Well, yeah, yeah, you know, yeah, yeah. And they're doing that. I'm at home. Let me just relax my rules and enjoy um, this moment with my family. But a lot of people well, have okay, not let's, let go. Let's, let go of this. Yeah, let's hold on to that sentence. Everybody write that down. You've just given us a great sentence for this podcast, which is relax the rules and enjoy the time at home with the family. When in history are we likely to experience this where we are forced into a lockdown, where we're forced into a situation where we're with our kids, the very thing that we've been working towards having more time with our family. And then as soon as it happens, everyone goes, oh my God, what's going to happen? And they're straight away in the future, which is what you're talking future, about. Yeah. So they're thinking beyond the pandemic, what's going to happen next year? I've got the one thing I've been working. In fact, if anything, we've created this attraction because the world has been saying, I'm too busy. I want to spend more time with yeah. my family. How many events have we seen where people have gone, I want to get into real estate. I want to trade the stock market. And we're going to have Ali Crooks on soon, aren't we? Amazing. Talking about that, one of our guests. Why? Because I want to spend more time with my family. No one ever said, can we have a lockdown? Can we have a pandemic so I can spend more time with my family? Yeah. What we've got to do is redefine the meaning of this. And you've just put a great sentence to that, which is relax the rules. And the ra- relaxing the rules simply means most of the time you make it too strict to experience something. In order for me to be successful, your, your, your rules were, I've got to get this project out of the way. I've got to do it and make a success of it. And then I'm going to get my bonus. They're my three primary rules. And when I get my bonus, only then can I then go and look for other opportunities to be a consultant. Yeah. And it has to happen in 2020. And it has to happen in 2020. Yeah. That's five rules you define for this year. Why don't we redefine those? Why don't mm. we relax the rules and say, let me enjoy the time with the kids. Let's get on and plan. Oh, Don't be afraid of opening up that brochure and looking yes. at that holiday. Look at that brochure. Enjoy it. Conversa- conversation with kids inspires them because all they're hearing is death, pandemic, granny sick, whatever. Yeah, companies going with this. Com- yeah, it's, exactly. It's, it's, a, it's tough. I mean, the media are making this kind of sort of. They, they, they probably never had as many clicks and likes and views yeah. in terms of media because of you know they they have been probably not in a horrible sense, but have not uh, are excited that there's these dark stories to write about because they know that triggers human nature. Yeah. Um, so when you switch that off, it becomes yeah. a, a a way to just focus on what's happening now. You don't need to attach your rules to what's happening. No, exactly. You know, in that and I think, I think there's a shift in consciousness because even if you look at the American elections recently, whereas in the past, slander campaigning worked because people were fascinated. It's the soap yeah. opera thing. Yeah. What's he saying about her? You know, we had the whole thing previously in the prior elections with the, the Clinton situation and, and what, what was being said about that family and yes. all of those things, which was... You know, sad because people were still drawn into that because we do. I mean, all you know, human being. Now, what did he say? What did he say? What did she say? Really? Is that true? Whereas this time round, when the slander came out, lightness shone through, and actually, people are done with it because we've had so much of it. We've had so much information thrown at us, so much fear, so much oh, this glo- dark, gloom, gloomy experience. Yeah. I don't think people want it anymore. And it's first time in my lifetime watching the American elections where actually people watching it and switching it off. They didn't want to hear it. Mm. Even the media, even the news interviewers shut down yes. statements being made by the US president. Even they are tired. Because they're tired. <laughs> yeah. And this isn't to do with pointing fingers or any conspiracy. It's just to say that information sometimes, when it's too much of it and it's not positive, people have had enough. And I think they have right now. Mm. So we've got to learn to shut it down in our minds. And that's it, one of the steps we've got to do as well. In our minds and, and shut it down. I think for, for this podcast, I mean, leaving the listeners with that first big step well we haven't there's more around vision so so here's the question <laughs> do, do you want to dive into more or i think there's such a such an insightful awareness that needs to be had by the listeners just in that first area we spoke about which is vision maybe just explain what the next steps would be 
but I think yeah, okay. the, the first exercise, yeah, 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 yeah. The, the first place somebody's going to have to spend time well, focusing. We, we can compress the other steps because when you ask me the question, my brain sort of unfolded four, five, six steps. We've we've hit the two biggest ones because that is the big emotional shift. Mm. There's an inertia. If we want to put this down, uncertainty creates iner- uh, a, a lack of inertia. People just lock down and they go, you think about it. If, th- if this building started wobbling underneath you and I now, the first thing we'd do is go like that, wouldn't we? Yep. We'd lank down our feet unconsciously emotionally that's what we do with our lives and we go boom i think what i'll do is i'll just focus on this at the moment and i'll breathe and i won't think about anything else and that's what's been happening so all we've done is we've kind of brought that stability back by saying you know it's okay everything's moving but you can stay on a moving platform yes you can actually stay on it but the way to do that is a little bit like being in a ship if you're on a ship and you, you know you're you're looking down at the ground and you're noticing it moving you can get seasick mm-hmm. whereas if you look up and you look at the horizon that gives you a sense of stability. If you're in a car and you read or you're looking inside the car and there's this motion going on around us, the body loses its sense of trajectory. It loses, it gets a sense of imbalance. But the minute you look up and look out at the scenery, the future, the vision, there's something in our unconscious and our biological part, and it's all to do with the balance system mm. as well. We go, okay, now I've got a sense of stability. That's what the exercise we just did for the last yeah. hour was. We've just got people to look up reset breathe ask sensible questions about the future do you still want that vision yes okay now let's put some meaning behind it why do you want to pursue a career Mm. as a consultant because i want to have my ownership back i want to be able to have control of my income and not be influenced by the people i want to be able to have more control over my time so that i can leave my kids in the morning a bit later that would be your purpose so don't mix purpose with vision i don't think we've got a podcast on purpose but we do have a video series on it i don't know if you want to mention that so that's in our so for our supporters, uh, supporters yes there is an actual series i just realized actually on purpose it's actually a whole video series that addresses the question of how do you redefine your purpose in life it's just it's just occurred to me as we're recording this and, and for those that want access to that you just become a supporter of the cicardo show you just go to cicardo.com and select one the, the tier. What, got, one of the levels, we call videos. it tiers. Yeah. And you'll see the one that's got the right tier. I think it's £1 or £5 a month. And that one has the video purpose in it from memory. Just subscribe to that one and you will have immediate access to it's, that. It's brilliant for yeah. now, by the way, because where yeah. we're going now into 2021, back into the pandemic for this year, um, that particular series was designed for anyone that's like, oh my gosh, I just need to get a sense of purpose in my life right now. And that's actually where we're at with this part of and, the podcast. And well, isn't it a wonderful thing that... that we have been paused, like it's out of our control. We've been paused and we've been given the opportunity to recheck our vision and our yeah. purpose because what if 20, 30 years went by, you look back and you're like, ah, shit, I didn't really want to do all that. Yeah. This is a chance for exactly. our, our listeners. Actually, well, I want to start that business. I want to start that entrepreneurship. I wanted to get into this. I wanted to do, I wanted, I, I wanted to be in a completely different industry to yeah. what I'm in. Uh, I wanted to change the family dynamic. So my partner would work and I would become a stay-at-home parent, like whatever the scenario is. Exactly. And that's actually happened to a friend of mine. Well, shift. you and I know, we, we've got a friend mm. of ours that runs a coffee shop very close to me, actually, literally opposite. And his wife's gone back into the industry, which was in nursing and caring. She's yeah. loving it. And he's decided to be a stay-at-home mum. Amazing. And he runs a little coffee shop, which is great, but it's he's doing really well with that. And he's loving it. So redefining. So you've just said something there as well. So I just want to kind of, I know we're going to go through his last few points, but I just want to wrap this up in the role play, Harms. So let's everybody listen to this, because this is really important question for Harminda in the point of purpose yeah so what we've identified is that you wanted to go on that travel with the kids and have Mm. that holiday you've had these incredible three or four months and from what you've said you've actually had time with them you've connected with them maybe with this next lockdown it's your chance to 
take that even deeper. What are some of the things you could do with your children now as though you're on that holiday outside of the fact you might have been on a beach and doing all those things? What would have been some of the things you would have done with your kids on that holiday? Mm. So think about that. Mm. Let's do that in the next lockdown. Why don't you do that and bring that and tell them we're going to have a holiday. We're going to have the holiday lockdown experience. Yeah. And then that'll give you new things to do on the holiday next time around as well. So bring some of that forward. Don't wait for the holiday. The other question I've got for you is let's imagine that everything goes back to normal now and you're working your nuts off on January the 21st next year as the 2021. So a month from now, roughly, you're working your nuts off and you're head down in the project. You're leaving early in the morning, getting back at late at night. Run that scenario for me for the next year. How does that suddenly feel for you? Oh, you're leaving the kids. Oh, yeah. Now you're back in where you were beginning of this year. You're working absolutely every hour of the day to get that project over the line. Now, based on what we've spoken about, I thought that's what I wanted or that's that was the right thing to do based on getting the outcome I wanted, but that's not. Right. I, I, I how, need do you, sh- how do you know that? I need to shift that because my priorities and importance are with the kids now. Otherwise, I will do another year, 2021, and I will miss them growing up. But, but Okay, so... I understand that. But at the start of this conversation, you were like, my world's falling apart. You don't understand my career. I was going to get this bonus. I wanted to have this holiday. What's changed? That- I'm asking Harminder genuinely here because mm. I don't know what the shift is for him. I've just coached him as though I was coaching somebody live. I was putting the importance in the wrong place. Mm. I was There was way, much, way more importance on the place that I actually didn't care that much about in comparison to the home life and the family. So on that basis then, if anything, that has accelerated the need for you to now, whilst you're in lockdown, do the research needed to how can you pick up clients? How can you market yourself online, online business? I mean, they can go and this is a promotion for the podcast. So go and watch the interview we did with Kyle on mm, online business. Mm, fantastic. Great. I mean, this is why yeah. we create these podcasts to give people all these tools. So this is a chance to actually not build the job that you were in, but build the relationship with the kids and build your new future. From yeah. a career perspective. So what do you need to do? Who could you speak to? That You mentioned about two people you knew that were older than them. Get on the phone. Ask them to give you a couple of hours worth of guidance. On- and, it, and this is so exciting because what, what normally happens to someone at this moment in time is... Now they're having an aspirational conversation at home exactly. with their partner. Their partner's probably going to be Energy's overjoyed. Changed. They're going to yeah. be like, oh my God, you're going to bring it forward a year. Wow, that's yeah. incredible. Yeah. It's a different aspirational conversation. It's exciting. It's a new venture. It's it's a dynamic conversation. It's now, you know, you're doing something. You have to do something to solve a problem. And you're in control. And you're in control of that solution. And do you have a greater sense of certainty now? Well, yes, because I'm the one doing the work. Right. I'm the one making things happen. Whereas before I was just letting it happen to me. You're just like a ping pong ball being knocked around. Yeah. So so to to, to bring this full circle, I know there's other I, I can see myself as a ping pong ball now being knocked <laughs> around. And, and interesting, one paddle is the government, one paddle, Metaphor. You know, one paddle is my workplace. And I just ding, 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 ding. It's right. just fascinating. And, yes. and oddly enough, the kids want to be in that game, but they want they want your attention and they've mm. been asking for it. And you've, you know, you've, you've given it to them, but now you can give it them with, with a sense of, being present so mindfulness is about being aware of what's around us but actually being present in the moment and i think that's what you talked about the silent retreat that's the biggest power of i know everyone talked about mindfulness but it really is about being aware Mm. sometimes we're so busy in a place of fear because everything's moving around us we forget the one about our kids how much fear have they had and how much instability have they had Mm. what if we could become the rock and you as the father now can come into the household and that energy doesn't come with you anymore you park it outside and you walk into the house just knowing that you are that solid base that they can walk upon when they need to. 
Yeah. Because you've been an unstable base for a while, I'm guessing. And when when you've if you're blessed enough to like we've got a five five uh, 15 16 week year old and he does not know the pandemic's happening he has no future pacing he has no looking <laughs> in the past and history yeah he is just like Whatever in the moment in of him, yeah. so so you know when you're doing your walks in lockdown and you see these beautiful families and you see the young children this is not even affecting them yeah you know they have no and they we don't. can take a lesson from that, I it's think. That's true. You see my daughter, you know, she just runs around the house. I've never heard her talk about yeah. lockdown. I've never sat with yeah. your five-year-old, four-year-old, and she's just, yeah, yeah, yeah that Donald so Trump. So to see that a five-year-old, yeah, yeah, exactly. yeah, yeah that, oh, that, all that stuff going on is so scary. But when you see a five-year-old <laughs> with your your, your one-and-a-half-months, two-months-old child, it's three months, isn't it? Oh my uh, three months. Three yeah, months. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And they're, like, looking at each other, and he's sort of doing that. Yeah. All they know is what's exactly in front of them. What's happening right and that's, now. I think that's a big lesson in this whole experience. I mean, the other things that I was going to talk about and maybe we can pick it up on a future one, yeah. but for anyone listening, you've really got to then redefine your identity. And the way to do that is go and have a listen to, we've got a podcast where we talked about values and beliefs, didn't we? Values and beliefs. So go back and listen to that. We have got a whole video series on that if anybody wants to go through Again, cicada.com, as you become a supporter. Who are you? I think it's called. Actually. Who are you yeah. is that series. And again, that's, I think it's one five pound a month. Supports yeah. a show and you but get that, access that, to this. But that series, I created that two years ago. That is actually the process we do on the live turning point events we used to do. Ah, yes. So powerful, I extracted powerful. it from there because I knew we'd stopping the events. And mm-hmm. I thought, how can I take this, this learning for people? Because people are like, well, you're doing another turning point. No, I'm not. But we want to go through that process you take people through. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Okay. Let me create it. So I bring somebody in. I think Bert, actually Siobhan might be on it actually. And I do an interventional process there. So that's about redefining your identity. And and we're talking about people who attend this event, which you could have in video form, who are at the top of their game. Yeah, they're in, yeah, they're in yeah, like yeah. credible and but very just aspiring careers. And they're suddenly like, oh my goodness, this is not me. Yeah. And I think that's that conversation. And that will help. So, mm-hmm. so I think that and the purpose of two video series. And then the last part of this is think about who you associate with. So moving ahead, and this is what I'd be saying to you if you were back in the audience now, yeah. I'd say to you, look, as you move ahead now, two things you've got to filter. The information you're hearing outside, don't allow it to control the internal world you're in, i.e. the news. Yes, we know the market's going to be affected. We know the, the economy is going to be affected. But you've now got to navigate through that. And also start to associate with people that have got a completely different vision of the future. Because if you keep listening to fear mongery, anyone listening to this, you know that it's going to keep drawing you down. So that would be the last part. And we could talk about that easily for an hour, that other part. But yeah, and and I think we do address that. I don't know which podcast the listeners will know this one, you know, where we talk about, (laughs) you know, negative people. Yes. And you've got a phrase you use, wrote. Sniop. Sniop. Yes. Susceptible to the negative influence of other people. I heard that like 25 years ago. It was an American speaker. He said, don't allow Sniop to affect you. And I was like, I wrote it down. And he says, I bet bet you're wondering what what that's about. (laughs) Susceptible to the negative influence of other people. In other words, we are so susceptible that whatever they say affects our own being. Being, yeah what we believe how we perceive the world and pe- so, people in this scenario can be that's social media I mean, this is you now. so what, what can they do i mean you talk about this you filter this don't one of our podcasts you talk about filtering so so quick in, recap on in, that in this in this particular episode I, can't, I genuinely can't remember what podcast is we talk about the, inf- the impact of social media impact social media but how to also get around the right people in terms of what you're taking in yeah uh input well, it's addictive isn't it i mean give give us two things they can do if they didn't listen to that podcast you raise a really good point, Ro. Now, filtering is all about, I guess, limiting the information that comes in. And this information could be uh, good, bad, uh, in between, indifferent. But the, the key here is that a lot of information comes in. And the thing that we're missing is we don't go out 
and seek that information. That information is being broadcasted to us 24-7 and it's typically done in the, you know, via your mobile phone. The thing that catches your attention first is that notification. Now, what do I mean by notification? I mean that red dot or the orange dot or the blue dot that's circular and says, you've got 400 unread notifications. You've got uh, your friend just sent you a message. You've got six new emails that have come in that are unread. And we are all susceptible to this. <laughs> we know nobody's immune to notifications. That is how you trigger somebody's response. Hey, you know, it's no different to knocking on your door or doing a doorbell. It's just happening on your mobile phone. So my suggestion would be just one thing to start with, and that is switch off the notifications, switch them off for a weekend. Sometimes it's quite tricky. Switch them off uh, for a week and then just allow them to remain off. What this will do is it will mean you then enter the app seeking that information rather than being distracted mm. and the app saying, hey, look at me, look at me, look at me. It's like this mobile phone. Look at me, look at me. And there's a hilarious movie on Netflix called oh, yeah. Jet CJ, something like that, where the mobile phone just literally takes over this guy's life. Yeah. It's a comedy movie. It's fantastic. Yeah. Yeah, it's very funny. I would say check that out. And if you are in a discovery sort of mode, I think there's a fantastic movement and message that's, that's being passed around. And it's, is a documentary on Netflix called Social Dilemma. And that will explain a lot about, you know, how we are yeah. being influenced and how all of us are susceptible, whether we like it or not. And I would say, have a little watch of that. That will open your eyes as well. And that would probably be my two tips uh, off the back of what, you know, everything you've shared, Ro. But there, there's some practical things. I think that's just something you can do in an instant. Go to your settings, switch off your notica- notification. But Ro, if I was to say to you, what is the process like some people say okay how long will this take me Ro? do i do this uh, written do i do this with a conversation mm. with somebody i don't really have a coach around me what what would be sort of your final share with how does somebody get this vision conversation and have that have that with himself or with somebody else well i mean if if you've got a coach great because that's somebody that can extract it out of you yeah. but there are coaches and then there are coaches, coaches. We, we talk about that in the coaching podcast yeah yes. <laughs> yeah that's a good one to go and have a listen to because what we did today was not a standard approach. I mean, and, and that was me slowing down what I'd normally do because it's, yeah. it's it's quite in your face, but it gets results. I think the best thing to do, they certainly go and have a listen to some of our, we've got podcasts on, I'm trying to think which ones we've covered, but we have covered some stuff on values and beliefs. I yes, we've done a podcast going. on that. I, I believe we did one on vision early on actually, but again, that's worth a visit. But I, I genuinely, and this, I know we, we've said this a few times, if even if you just go and support uh, initially to take advantage of these early ones, go and do Who Are You? The Purpose video series. And there's also a series on values and beliefs because that's me on video. Each one's about two and a half hours worth of content broken into six parts and I've broken it down yeah. as though I was actually coaching somebody. So, that, that, so at instead that of point them they can do to, the exercises. Yeah. And-, and I think almost before going to a coach where they might pay more for a coach, go and do this, which is a fraction of the price. And actually they can press pause, go back. And it's me doing what I did with you to them whilst they're doing it. And they can run through that process because it does need a little bit of guidance. The the, the challenge is motivation to do it. Mm. That's the big thing. Mm. In the Turning Point book, I can't remember what chapter it is, but there is a chapter on purpose there. So they might want to have a look at that as well. I think it's the sixth part of the six-step process. If they go to Turning Point on Amazon and go and have a read, that's another way to do it. But I think an interim between now and engaging a coach might be to 
for example, go and watch the videos. Siobhan Birmingham, who we've had on a guest in the past, Incredible she does work podcast. with people. She coaches. I think also we've got Corey Donahue, who was amazing, talking about peak performance. Yeah. He's one of our pod- podcast guests. If you go and look up Corey Donahue, we can maybe put this in the show notes. Mm-hmm. He also coaches. So if they want to reach back through those two sources, both of them are great coaches. Yeah, what and, I'll do and know is, this process as well. They work through this process. In the show notes, I will just put their social account, just a way to contact them. Yeah. And I think I remember, I can't remember if, I think Corey said, well, we're not, I'm not here to anybody no, to no, contact no. me. No, no. I yeah, think I Corey said, this is, this should be enough for people to get started with. Uh, and I think that's the message as well. Start yeah. with some videos. Yeah. Um, start with the the book. I, what I'm saying is to just take ownership of it. Exactly. Before uh, engaging with the coach. Yeah. Coaches are amazing. They, they, they're going to get you there quicker. But if you go to the coach with some level of awareness, makes it much better. Oh, you're going to get to well, the particularly. I mean, some, I mean, you know, if you notice well, on the podcast, we're, some podcasts might promote a lot of stuff and sell stuff. We don't do that here. We want to give loads of value. On this occasion, though, your question's valid. If somebody really needs help, mm. go to a trusted coach. So both Siobhan and Corey have coached people that I've have come through my events before. Fantastic. Simply because they know that level of coaching. They, you know, they've worked with that level of intensity they've had to step in on an event where I've been on stage and we've taken somebody off stage mm. and both of them then pick that coaching up to finish it off whilst we're at the event. Yeah. Uh, so they're two people I trust implicitly to be able to do that. So if anybody genuinely wants that, then they'll have to Fantastic. go. Fantastic. I will hook up their socials because in those events, what happens is in these role play scenarios, we're talking about 300, 400 people in the audience. That's right. So yeah. there's not just one hand going up. There's like, exactly. okay, but I've got the same thing. Yeah. I've got the same thing. <laughs> yeah. And what happens when I explained, you know, there's people who have that relief moment, and then, but there's also people who have like, oh my goodness, that is me. And they have, you know, meltdowns, breakdowns. They need a breakthrough. Yeah. They need a breakthrough. And then that's where these incredible coaches will, will yeah. work with them. And there's only a hand-selected people. I know you personally. Yeah. So I think that's probably the next stage. But for yeah. now, there's enough tools here, plus with the the videos from for the those people that are supporting us. To go and look at those first. Absolutely. So, Ro, do you have anything else to add? I think I think I we've think given them good. a huge amount. I think we're good. I'm and also, I think if we go any further, it might people's brains might explode. Yes. We can pick this up again if there's enough interest. People want to reach back in. This is totally freestyle, and thank you for being. Uh, you didn't know I was going to do that to you. And right? I shall uh, uh, graciously. You can come back now as Harminder. I will graciously accept the Oscar and then come now, come back as Harminder. I would say thank you for joining us today. I'm so glad we took this offline conversation online for the listeners. And you got emotional, by the way. That uh, was serious. Yeah, man. I mean, you were right in there. We were for the, what the listeners don't realize is sometimes you know if you were to sit in the office with us, yeah, the intensity. You know, we, we are in this. We are we are feeling exactly what we're talking to you about. So, well, we hope, the nice thing is that you know with the supports and everything else, we'll move to a video situation. Soon. Oh, that'd be incredible. Uh, we'd love to do yeah. some video so people can just see what we're doing as we're doing it. Yeah, you can see our eyes well up and all sorts of <laughs> yeah. crazy stuff that happens behind the scenes. On that note, we hope that the picture we painted at the start has transformed in your minds and now you're going to be working on rewiring recreating this vision relaxing the rules around the vision that shall take us into 2021 in, in an incredible way especially over the next couple of months as well so that's it for myself on a row that's us signing off we shall see you on the next episode Hello, it's Dr. Rowe here. Harms and I would like to both personally thank you for taking the time to listen to this episode of The Cicado Show. And if you've gained just one insight, something positive that you're able to use on a personal, on a professional level to help your life and maybe other people's lives, then please complete an important action for us 
which takes less than just two minutes. Please become a supporter of the podcast by going to cicado.com and as a thank you, you'll get access to exclusive supporter perks. And don't forget to simply subscribe to the show, share this product with loved ones, and we would love if you would take a moment to give us a review and let us know just how amazing this episode was. Thanks again for listening. This is Dr. Owen Harms signing out. We'll see you on the next episode.